Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. There are debates, there are hot takes, there are strong opinions. But in the quest for the truth, there is only one way to get the final say. It's time to fire up the Bartometer. CBS Sports Radio. My name is Bart Winkler, 855-212-4227. It is Bartometer time. Um, Some people are trying to argue with me online about like, Joe Flacco won Comeback Player of the Year. I think it should have gone to DeMar Hamlin. I'm not arguing about this. The, I, the guy died. Comeback, like, emphasis on return to remarkable performance. He didn't perform. All- My Lord! He came back from being dead! He came back from being dead! He was dead! The N- you don't, Do you understand? Do you understand what the NFL would be right now if a man died on the field? He came back. He came back. Okay? I'm not getting into the weeds about the technical definition of the award. God. I'm just saying. I'm just, I was just, like, shocked. Oh, well, well yeah, here's why you shouldn't be shocked. The award says, the guy died. All right. If you're like, oh, Bart, relax, relax, Bart. Hey, hi, Bart. How dare you show emotions, Bart? Shep, can I pull you aside for a second also? Always. Uh, I think something's wrong with me today. I'm having, like, weird heightened emotions. See, I, no, I, I, I would disagree. Um, well, I, 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 I like, I, I, this is happening. I, I, I'm, I went for a walk today, and correct. it was nice out. Right. And I, like, got home, and I, like, I was really emotional about it because it was a really nice day, and it felt really good, and it was just really a weird moment. So I don't know what's going on with me right now. Okay? In, in fairness, Bart, no, but in all seriousness, like, I think this is going to rile a lot of people up. I think this is going to really be hard for people to process that <laughs> a guy had one of the greatest comebacks in terms of literally not living two different occasions on national television. And then a guy who plays a football game who had a really good season supplants that person for comeback player of the year. I think a lot of people are going to be 
very insulted by this. And so you have a right to take a stance. And you have every right to be emotional about it. That's why you do what you do. This is the gauntlet and the platform and the conduit that we are as Sports Talk Radio uh, personalities. And you, in, in your instance, a host, you have every right to be emotionally charged about this. Did Joe Flacco have a better on-field performance during the season than DeMar Hamlin? Yes. <laughs> is Joe Flacco the closest thing we have to a zombie? No. DeMar Hamlin. All right. It's time for the Bartometer. We got the fire. We're going to fire this thing up. I've got the piece of equipment here. How the Bartometer works is it helps us determine different categories. So if there's ever a great debate, um, Bartometer, by the way, here, I'm going to hit the Bartometer real quick. Uh, Bartometer, who should be comeback player of the year? Matt Stafford? This thing might be broken. All right. This thing, this thing might be broken. All right. So the barometer is a piece of equipment that is supposed to tell us what's actually happening and what's right. So here's what I'm going to type into the barometer. Barometer, who is most likely to cost their team the Super Bowl? Enter, space, new sentence. Writing in here, okay. Okay. Uh, all right. It's gonna give me nine results. It's giving me nine results. The ninth result it has given me is aliens. Aliens. So there is a prop bet at Bovada right now where it's plus a hundred thousand odds. You can bet your money, you can bet your hard-earned money that aliens will invade Las Vegas during the Super Bowl and the game will end in a tie. You can bet on that. The odds are insane. You can bet a dollar, win a hundred grand. You can bet ten bucks, win a million. However, I should let you know if you're going to make this bet, even if you win, it might be hard to cash out if we're invaded by aliens. But the Bartometer does want to give some credit to aliens, as it's always fearful, and it knows that we are not alone in this universe. There is no way. There is no chance. It's too big. All right, Bartometer. Other than aliens. Who may cost either team the game this weekend? Let's hit it. All right. uh, At number eight, it is saying any random scrub from either team. The Bartometer says this is a big game. Sometimes people aren't up for the big game. Be wary of a scrub who you're not familiar with making a costly mistake in a big spot. All right. Bartometer. Okay. Bartometer, uh, what do you got for number seven? The seventh most likely person to cost their team the Super Bowl this weekend is Travis Kelsey. The Bartometer thinks that if the Chiefs lose, there will be a lot of sad Taylor Swift memes, and it will be even more aggressive if Travis Kelsey is the reason for that. And then there will be rumors of breakup and rumors of songs and rumors of it's actually helping promote her album. So Travis Kelsey comes in at number seven. Who is the sixth most likely person to cost their team a Super Bowl? Bardo Meter. At number six is Christian McCaffrey. 
It says, not because of performance, but of fear of injury. Christian McCaffrey's been very healthy in his Niners tenure. They are worried that an injury would doom their entire game plan. Okay, that is an interesting one. I see that. All right, who else may be the LVP? Who may cost their team the Super Bowl Bartometer? At number five, Andy Reid. The Bartometer's been around a long time. It remembers that Andy Reid used to be known as one of the worst clock management coaches in all of football. Somehow, over his 30-year career as a head coach, he has shed that label. He has shed that image. But the Bartometer says, don't forget about that. His ineptitude in the past could rear its ugly head. Okay, number four, Bartometer. Number four most likely to cost their team the Super Bowl is Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy comes in at number four. The Bartometer also says, we have no more further insight or opinion on Brock Purdy at this time. Everything that can, has, been, will be said, typo there, about Brock Purdy on the show has already happened. We offer no more discourse. Just trust us, Brock Purdy is number four. Final answer. Okay, good, good, good. Bartometer, let's fire it up again. Number three is the refs. The refs. The refs could come in and make a play that is controversial and a big talking point, not just on Monday, but throughout the entire offseason. There's been big plays this year in the playoffs where a decision from the officials has come into play, but nothing super controversial in the postseason. Regular season, we had Kadarius Tony offsides. We had the situation with Dallas and Detroit and reporting for eligibility. Haven't seen that in the postseason. The Bartometer's worried that that's going to come back and rear its ugly head once again. Okay, I like that one. Number two. The most likely person to cost their team the Super Bowl this weekend, the Bartometer says any Chiefs receiver, any one of them, Marquez, Rasheed Rice, Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony. even if Tony doesn't play, he'll screw something up on the sidelines. Any Chiefs receiver is number two. Bartometer, who is the most likely to cost this team the Super Bowl? Number one, it is Kyle Shanahan, the Niners head coach. The Bartometer describes it as Kyle Shanahan has never won the Super Bowl. He has often failed in the big game. You could say that last week was not because of Kyle Shanahan and neither was the comeback the week before. But in spite of it, the Bartometer also says that Kyle Shanahan may be too reliant on his quarterback. And also he may have been drunk on Monday. We're still not sure at media day. So the Bartometer. Who is going to cost either team the Super Bowl? Nine is aliens. Eight is any random scrub. Seven is Travis Kelsey. Six is Christian McCaffrey. Five is Andy Reid. Four is Brock Purdy. Three is the officials. Two is any Chiefs receiver. And one is Kyle Shanahan. Shep, your thoughts on this week's Bartometer, um, I guess, uh, rankings? I thought it was really good. 
as usual. I thought four um, might have been infiltrated and influenced by Bart himself. But other than that, I got no issue with it. I thought it did a wonderful job as always. I mean, if anybody's going to really cost their team the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and Patrick Mahomes was not on here, you, you Sh- see that. Shouldn't be. Um, if anyone's going to cost their team the Super Bowl, it's probably going to be one of the quarterbacks making a mistake at a bad time or a coach making a bad decision. But the uh, wide receivers have been very bad, so they're number two. And then I, I, I do agree with my little machine here that we've had a pretty clean – like, there's been penalties, but in terms of controversy after the fact, we've had a pretty clean postseason. So could the Super Bowl be where things go haywire? Fair. I, I, but I will also say, we'll, we'll know because I think you have two quarterbacks that are not phased by anything. Again, Brock Purdy is not Patrick Mahomes, but that shouldn't be held against him. Like, I don't think because he's not Patrick Mahomes, he's number four on the Bartometer for what could go wrong and cost his team a chance to win. Like, being Patrick Mahomes should not be held against you as the reason to why you don't win the Super Bowl. Because Brock Purdy will never make the big mistake at the end of the game, and that's really what we saw cost the 49ers countless times with Jimmy G. I can't believe that DeMar Hamlin didn't win comeback. I can't believe Shaq beat Kenny Smith in a race. <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot going on tonight, Bart. <laughs> it is a, it is a busy night. 855-212-4227. Greg is in Michigan. What's up, Greg? It's the warrior, Mr. Positive. Hey, I got to tell you Bart mentioned you on Chris Cuomo tonight News Nation. I did. So how did that go down? How did do you have audio? How did that go down? Well, you got to find it. You got to find News Nation. Tell, call everybody, and ask for Mr. Positive. But look at tonight. He goes. Uh, he said, "Mr. Positive, ba 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 ba." And I, he goes, "I first got to say, Chris Bart Winkler, CBS Sports Radio says hi. Sends his best. Had to do it. Loved it." And then what did what did Cuomo say? Um, he said thank you, and we got into the topic of. Uh, classified uh, documents, what Biden and Trump did, and oh, stuff like God. that. But yes, it was it was off the shizzle. Mister Positive wants to change the world. Everyone called ninety seven one. So he he blew, he blew right by he blew right by he blew right by me. No, trust me, they know all about you. Trust me. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. trust me, they're probably listening as we speak. Um, but yes, part. Uh, um, I am giddy about uh, uh, the Chiefs winning. My boy Elvis is everywhere in Vegas. The Kelsey brothers are imitating him. People are dancing like my boy Elvis. I just, I, 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 I'm on seventh heaven. I don't know if I'm going to live long in life. Let me tell you, I've got some health issues, and I want everyone to pray for me. And if you ever hear the word positive, think of Mr. Positive. But it's just is that, is that, that you're, you're, not, you're not feeling good? No, not really. A lot of. Um, Lots of stuff, and I just uh, am going through an emotional roller coaster. Let me tell you. Well, it, my it, best wishes—that's terrible to hear. But yeah, it's just—it's—it's it's life, and you just—you know—I lived the life of a rock star, and uh, if you only knew, um, I used to be good looking, not anymore. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this game. You know what's interesting? Uh, you know what's interesting, Greg? Yes, if sir. something were to happen to you. And then yeah. you played a couple of snaps in the NFL. You would still lose out on comeback player of the year to a guy who won five football games with a team he wasn't supposed to. 
I mean, that's that's shocking. Yes, it is. Oh my God, <laughs> Bart. Oh, yes, that is shocking because uh, yes, I mean, it changed the game with uh, Mr. Hamlin and uh, uh, just uh, yeah. I mean, great for Joe, and I like his thoughts, but um, yeah, but it's just uh, yeah, I was. Um, very surprised at that because uh, what Mr. Hamlin went through and what it meant to the nation. It brought us together. Uh, wow. Bart, um, very, Bart, very quickly, if you don't mind, Greg, yes, um, I just want to say, man, what's going on with you is, is, is personal, so you don't have to disclose that to Bart or myself. Um, you are a very positive human being, and I think most people in 2024 are not used to that. So what we're not used to and what we don't know, we often imitate, we often mock, and we often deride. Um, you have been nothing but pleasant to deal with whatever you are going through in all seriousness. And I think I speak for Bart when I say this too. Our thoughts are with you, man. Our prayers are with you. I hope you recover. No, for real, for real, Greg, I hope whatever you're going through, you are back into stronger as ever. And just know your calls matter at CBS sports radio. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. So whatever you're going through, man, I hope it rectifies as soon as possible. And thank you for always calling Bart. Thank you for always calling CBS sports radio and just continued health and happiness, man. I hope whatever you're going through gets better for real. Shep, love you. You guys, I got to go. Okay. Bye everybody. See you, Greg. Thank you. Now, what people don't know is that uh, I wrote that for Shep to say. Because that's why I was comfortable because I made a joke. And you, geez, come on, man. What the hell? What? You like, st- I'm like, having fun. you know, you were nice. And I was all like, not. Oh, no, you are nice. I, I just, I, I think that, um, I mean, I, I don't know what he's. I, I didn't know he doesn't. He didn't. He's never told us anything like that, Bart. So I don't know how serious this it is. Um, at the end of the day, life and death, man, trumps anything that we do for a living. And I just, I hope seriously that he's okay. No, not anything. Not everything. Not everything. Fair enough. But I not I, not not beating. Uh, <laughs> not coming back <laughs> down ten to beat the Bears. I feel like no matter what anybody says, it's either going to come back to the 2014 uh, playoff game or Demar Hamlin not winning the comeback player of the year. But I, I know, I know you got a soft spot for Greg too. I know. Uh, oh, of course I do, I and I echo do. everything you say, and yes. I, I, uh, I, I feel like I feel like this is one of those nights where where people are like, <laughs> there's going to be people are going to make up their feelings about old Barty tonight, one way or the other. I Bart. feel like. I feel like we're in for one See, of those nights. Let me say this though, just very quick before you go to calls. I, 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 you have an itch to you, but it's a, but it's a fun itch. Like you're you're actually like I, anyone who doesn't know this, talking with Bart off the air, he's actually nicer than on the air. So I just want to put that out there, and I'm not just saying this. Bart didn't write this for me, so I think Bart's a better guy than maybe you even anticipate. And I don't even think you're that edgy tonight. I just think you're pissed off over Demar Hamlin. I think you join 90 percent of NFL fans in that same sentiment. By the way. I won't even say I'm like mad. I'm just I'm just stunned. You're disappointed. I'm just, I'm just no, I'm not even I'm not even disappointed. I had nothing riding on this. I had, I, had, I had no money on it. I had no I didn't stake like a reputation to it. I'm I'm not I'm like I'm not a Bills fan. I just I just know what I experienced last year and uh what we all experienced last year together and to watch a guy take the field. You know, I I think that that's a pretty great comeback and if you want to get like specific about it like I, I don't want to. I don't want to fight about it. I'm, I'm not gonna. It's it's an award that's very vague. You know, did Lamar win MVP? By the way, is that official? 
Did he win? And there's too much going on tonight. Uh, let, let me double check that. I have not. You know what? The show's over because they're talking. Because I see Mike Yam and, and uh, MJD and David Carr. Can't believe he's an analyst um, on the television. So that must mean they revealed. The All right, Lamar thing. won. Lamar won. Lamar okay, won. Good. Uh, the NFL tweeted that at 10:45 Eastern time, and they didn't show it until the end of the show. I told you it was on tape delay. I don't know why. All right, eight five five two one two four two two seven. You want to talk about the Bartometer? You want to talk about the Comeback Player of the Year Award? Anybody want to talk about trade deadline day in the NBA? Wherever we will go with you. 855-212-4227, CBS Sports Radio. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Some of the awards given out tonight. Lamar Jackson was the MVP. Two-time, two-time MVP. Kevin Stefanski of the Browns, head coach of the year. Christian McCaffrey, the offensive player of the year. Some thought Brock Purdy would get that. Not, Not MVP, but offensive player of the year. And that's why I don't think Purdy was ever in the MVP discussion. And therefore, neither was McCaffrey. That's how I looked at it. If you're talking about most valuable player, and there's another guy on your team that could also be most valuable player, you're both eliminated to me. It's supposed to be the most valuable player to your team. You take Brock Purdy off, you still got McCaffrey. And if you're thinking Purdy's so great, you take McCaffrey off, you still got Purdy. You take Lamar Jackson off the Ravens, they probably suck. So I think he was a worthy winner of that award. Rookie of the year, uh, Texans swept it, offense and defense. C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson Jr. Um, Hall of Famers, Dwight Freeney, Randy Gratishar, Devin Hester, Steve McMichael, Andre Johnson, Julius Peppers, and Patrick Willis. That should be a fun class when they get inducted. There should be some good speeches there Um, with uh, good fan bases represented. I bet you a lot of Bears fans make that short drive over to Ohio for Devin Hester. Uh, Dwight Freeney, longtime Colt. Well, even Julius Peppers are run with the Bears. And Steve McMichael. Oh, that's going to be that's gonna be a Chicago weekend, man. That's going to be a Chicago, Chicago and Canton kind of weekend. So I'm sure they're already excited for that. Patrick Willis, again, this guy did not play that long, eight years. And he retired. One of these guys that retired earlier, thinking long-term, thinking future. You saw more guys do that. Uh, maybe uh, this opens the door for some of them to still get in. Like a Luke Keekley, uh the most recent example that I can kind of think of. 855-212-4227. Of course, DeMar Hamlin did not win Comeback Player of the Year and instead went to Joe Flacco. This is an amazing story. It's also an amazing story from a betting angle. All right, so I've been mentioning these guys on You Better You Bet. It's one of the shows on the BetQL Network which is on the Odyssey app. You can listen to it. They do it in the afternoon. And they've been talking about this bet specifically all year because it was like, it was at minus odds. So if you bet 100, you don't even get your 100 back. It was so likely to be DeMar Hamlin. What they were saying was, there's nothing that he can do to better the odds. And in fact, if he would have had like five interceptions, three sacks, you know, maybe maybe I would have disagreed with that. But he played... 
Didn't have a lot of tackles. The fake punt. Um, a lot of people are talking about the fake punt. The awards get voted on before the postseason. So the fake punt that they ran to Hamlin did not cost him the award. That did not cost him the award. If anything cost him the award, it was Baker Mayfield. Because a lot of people split their votes between Baker and Flacco and then picked Hamlin. So if anybody cost him the award, I was obviously first Flacco. But then uh, Baker Mayfield. So they were starting to talk about this around Christmas. The odds for Joe Flacco pretty high. So if you bet a hundred, you make twenty five hundred bucks. I think it was in that range. There was one better who on when was this? December sixth, according to DraftKings, put fifty dollars on it. They just won fourteen grand tonight. So this is really an amazing betting story because of how likely it looked like that's this is why it's so shocking, or at least why I'm so shocked. 855-212-4227. Uh, talking on that. Talking on other things related to the NFL. Talking Super Bowl, of course. Josh has been waiting in Harrisburg. Josh, thanks, man. What's up? Hey, guys. I just want to say I love uh, listening to the show. You and Shep, the combo of sarcasm and, and Shep's earnestness are uh, amazing. But uh, speaking of Julius Pepper's um, you mentioned that NFC championship from 2014. You realize that season was the craziest NFL postseason ever, right? Well, off the top of my head, I'm thinking Packers, Seahawks, and Seahawks Patriots. Uh, what else was there? Do you remember who Green Bay beat to play Seattle? Uh, did they play? Did they beat Dallas that time? Yeah, that was the Dez. With Jared Cook on the tiptoe on the sidelines? Yep. Yeah. Um, I think, no, that was the year Dez didn't catch it. He couldn't complete the catch. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then it was like the weirdest rollover from game to game ever. It was like some weird momentum. I think in the wild card, Dallas won on a weird call against um, Detroit. I I can't remember what happened, but somebody put their hand in someone's face mask or something, and they gave Dallas a call. Well, then the next week, Dallas, you know. No, it was, uh, it was, okay. So it was um, Dallas and Detroit. That was a wild game. Dallas won. That's what ended up happening. This, okay, jogging my memory. This is what ended up happening. Dallas beat Detroit on some ridiculous play. And so Dallas comes in the next week, and then they lose on the Dez catch-it game. So we were both thinking, Dallas, you were right there. So then Dallas is lose on this crazy situation. Then Green Bay, they were the ones that benefited. Now then they lose to Seattle. Then Seattle, they benefited. Then they lose in that crazy way to New England. You couldn't have wrote a crazier script. <laughs> yeah. Pretty nuts, man. Yeah. Just thought I'd... Uh... And that was the year. That was the year where New England beat New England beat Indy forty-five-seven. But that's when Deflategate started, because apparently taking a few like drops of air—that's not even the right measurement—out of a football uh, allowed the Patriots to beat Indy by thirty-eight points instead of what thirty-three. I mean, they killed them. Yeah, all I know is my dad's a uh, diehard Packer fan, like you, and. That um, that's the worst game like of his life because that that had like one of the craziest. You had that Peppers interception get down thing, and then there was like after Seattle scored, they I think went for two, 
and Russell Wilson just like heaved a prayer up and I think the DB just like looked or like he like lost it in the sky because of how high he threw it and didn't Marshawn just like waltz into the end zone. Yeah. The whole thing was crazy. It was crazy. And then there was an onside kick that they still had to get and yeah, that was No, I remember yeah, we don't need to litigate it. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> that was trust me, I as a Niners fan, I got my my game is the Kyle Williams game in the NFC championship. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was rough for you guys. All right, Josh, yeah. thanks, buddy. All right, see you. Josh. Let's get uh to Johnny. He's in Atlanta tonight. What's up, Johnny? What's going on? I want to talk about the Hall of Fame and Nummy. I think it's the most watered down thing ever because, first of all, you got a glorified punt returner going to the Hall of Fame. He shouldn't go to the Hall of Fame. Got a linebacker who, who really played half of, half of his career. Ain't that Paris really was a good linebacker, but he's forgettable. And the person who pretty much changed the position didn't even, get, didn't even make it. Antonio Gates because of him, made me watch more football instead of just watching the Falcons. And he changed the game by more receiving the ball. This yeah, I would have put. I would have thought he would have gotten in for sure. Yeah. And then Dwight Freeney and Julius Pepper. Okay, they they were good. They, they don't got nothing against them, but get, they were good. But they changed the they changed the position. No, to me, it was I would say Robert Mathis. He got more strip sacks than anybody. He's the leading league in strip sacks. Because he changed that position. He put he put stats up. But he was on the uh, Hall of Fame all two thousands team, six all pros, which is third all time, uh eight time Pro Bowler, fourth all time for tight ends, hundred sixteen yeah. touchdowns, first all time, fourth most played games, nearly a thousand exactly. catches, twelve thousand yards. Yeah, Antonio Gates, and, like that that should be uh the Hall of Fame story, uh that he did not get exactly. in. I don't I they must have like either Run out of room, or I, he was like misprinted on the ballot. Like, how's he not get in? And White Freeney and Julius Pepper are the same type player. It's the same player, basically. They did not. They they they, they got sacks and everything else. But they, are they gonna are they gonna lead the league in sacks? Are they gonna have the all time sack leader? No, they wouldn't. I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. But that and that, it's just like they get watered down. They just put anybody in there. If you got a big name. Okay, you're going in there. So that's my thing. Yeah, but what bigger name was there in that time than Antonio Gates? Exactly. It's not, it wasn't. He the one who changed. He the one who made Kyle Pitt. He the one who made uh, Travis Kelsey. He was before Kelsey. He was before Gronk. He was before any tight end that we think of when we think of tight ends. He was the one that did it all. He was as dominant as you've ever seen a tight end. When you play fantasy football, the first place you take it number one with Tony Gates because he changed. He's a he changed that position. He won so many fantasy football games for me because before then I only watched the Falcons. But then when he started playing, okay, I gotta watch the Chargers. I gotta watch the other thing because he changed that position. And besides him and Keller Keller Winslow Senior, them two changed that position. So I, I really I really am disappointed in the this year's Hall of Fame. Okay. I like Patrick Willis. Okay, I like Dwight Freeney. Okay, I like Julius Pepper. But they, they are they, they are they are they the best at that position? No, they would not be the best at that position. They they mediocre. They they decent. But 
like I said, I, it, it, at that time, I'd say Robert Matheson went in there because at least he leads leagues and strips that. So yeah, it is. I, I mean, yeah, I'm I am stunned, Johnny. Uh, Thanks, buddy. And then and then I want to talk about the NBA. The reason why nobody talking about the NBA because this was the worst trade deadline ever. Well, yeah, the trade deadline sucked. There were some good trades leading up to it, but who was the biggest name dealt today? Pat Bev. Not even that. It was Buddy Hill and um, Gordon. Hey, well, who knows? Buddy Hill and Gordon Hayward at the end of their career. Buddy Hill, because I'm a Pacers fan. I'm kind of like, okay, they trying to make more playing time for um, Benfrey Masters. Okay. I saw some hype video about Gordon Hayward. Johnny, thanks for the call. I saw some hype video about Gordon Hayward. Like, this is who the Thunder are getting. And it was really well done. There were some great plays. None of them for, were for the pet. Like, he wasn't even in a Hornets jersey in any of them. It was all from his other stops. None of was in the past five years. But, you know, he, he's had a good career. He was good. I got some more thoughts on the Hall of Fame I want to share. Um, especially the watered-down aspect to it. I think I can help kind of steer that conversation in a good way. We'll do that. More from you guys. 855-212-4227. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. It's the Bart Winkler Show, heard nighttime and nationwide, Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern and 7 to 10 p.m. Pacific on CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4227, 855-212-4CBS. Portion of the show brought to you by Wesley Financial. If you're stuck in a timeshare and want out, contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. Talking some tight ends as Antonio Gates does not get into the Hall of Fame. Tony Gonzalez, another name that we could have brought up there. But still, I think like when you look at this Hall of Fame class, and there may be some that take issue with Devin Hester. He's a punt returner, kick returner, a little bit on the offense, you know, throw him out there kind of thing. But for what he did, he was the best at it. I mean, that is a position too, just because like a guy is a, punter or kicker or even like a long snapper if that's what you do and you're the best at doing it I mean you could get in I think as the hall of fame like continues to add people every hall of fame is going to feel more watered down the more people we add it's just going to be the nature of it there's so many people. How many people are in the Pro Football Hall of Fame? 450, maybe? three, Somewhere from 300 to 500, I think. Like, And in that 300 and 500, or whatever the number is, there's probably 40 or 50 that you could then separate and say, but these guys were actually the best of the best. And then, so is that what you want? Is, is that what you want? Do you want a Hall of Fame that is just, one a year? I mean, are we just going to do one a year? One guy gets in a year, and so you have to be the most elite. But then how many careers are we not celebrating? And really, what the Hall of Fame is, it's a celebration of the sport, and it's a celebration of a career. So, yeah, there's going to be guys, and I'm I'm not really talking about Devin Hester here. I'm not really talking about anyone specific. I'm just talking about the general notion that comes up with every sort of class whether it's basketball or hockey or football or baseball or whatever, where you think, well, how'd that guy get in? 
And yeah, there's if you you could rank the Hall of Famers, someone will be at the top, someone will be at the bottom. But that doesn't mean they're not deserving to get in. I think so. I get it. A lot of people get in. It's going to be more closer to well, it's just the Hall of Very Good than the Hall of the Elite. And if you want to change it, then you're only letting one or two people in a year, and that's no fun. So, so Bart, 378 are in the Hall of Fame, including the 2024 class. About six people, Hall of Fame began in the early 60s, so about six people have gotten in per year since the uh, inaugural year. Should, should they do less? I mean, I mean, I tell you, the Naismith, basketball can be like, 12 sometimes. So the NFL Hall of Fame in Canton, I would argue, is the toughest to get into. Yeah, it is tough to get into. But there's still going to be people that are ranked at the bottom. Right. I mean, like, like for example, Bart, you can't tell me Steve Smith's career is not Hall of Fame worthy. You can't tell me Reggie Wayne shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. You can't tell me Torrey Holt's not in the Hall of Fame. I mean, Chris Carter, Terrell Owens, all those guys, um, Isaac Bruce, Tim Brown, all of them had to wait to get into the Hall of Fame. Those are Hall of Fame caliber players, easily. So it's, it's a difficult Hall of Fame to get into. No question about that. Well, maybe it's harder to get into because uh, if you do try to go to Canton for the event, there's not a lot of hotel rooms actually in Canton. <laughs> okay. Well, that, well, technically, yes. So it's hard to get into as a spectator. It's even harder to get into as a If the Hall of Fame coach. was in, like, uh, Boca Raton or, you know, Orlando, or New Orleans, maybe they'd put two more people in here because they have the space for them. By the way, we went to Canton a couple of years ago for Leroy Butler getting inducted, and we stayed at some hotel 35 minutes away. Right. Um, and you had to take like back row. I mean, it was like, it was it was a risk every time you. <laughs> you, you we got to go to Canton. Oh boy, you know, do your three hail marys and your five our fathers. Right. And Bart, I'm sorry to bring up this name because I know uh, you don't love this name as a particular opposing head coach, but. This guy arguably is the greatest head coach in the history of the New York Giants. He's definitely the best head coach in the history of the Jaguars. He's been out of the game for a decade. He's not in the Hall of Fame. I don't know how there's not more of a case for this guy not being in. This is a tough Hall of Fame to make, that being Tom Coughlin, by the way. Yeah, I would say that he has a a decent enough resume that he could be in there. For sure. No Tom Coughlin, huh? Mm. And they beat the Patriots. Twice. Get in for that alone. Twice. Eli's getting in for that alone. <laughs> you can't put Tom in there? By the way, if Antonio Gates is not first ballot, you cannot. And I'm a Giants fan. You can't put Eli Manning first ballot. If Antonio Gates is not first ballot Hall of Fame, Eli Manning cannot be. 855-212-4227. Uh, Marlene is in Chicago. Hey, Marlene. How's it going, Bart? What's up? Um, I have a few things to say. Well, first of all, I want to say that I think that you and Shep are a great combo. And I'm from Chicago, so trust me, I hate you a lot of the time. But um, I think you have a, a passion for sports, and he's got okay. a, a compassion for people. So all right, you. well, thank, thank you. Um, well, I, I wanted to get your take on something as a, as a Chicago Bears fan. Um, tell me something as a Green Bay Packer fan. Would you rather the Bears keep Justin Fields and draft Marvin Harrison at the one or, or take Caleb Williams and make the same mistake they made with Mitch Trubisky and Rex Grossman and all the other Karras wheel of quarterbacks we've had in our town? Well, you know, I haven't even thought of it. I honestly have not thought of it from a Packer fan perspective because 
I think well, the- both options are fine. I think both options have a level of success that can work. If you if you're the Bears and you hang on to Fields, you're going to trade that pick and get so much for it and can still find a way if you trade down with one of these other teams, you can get Marvin Harrison Jr. You could still get more pieces, maybe another one. And I believe in Justin Fields. But if Caleb Williams is so can't miss, I am like the team's going to be better. The team's going to be better if they keep Fields. I agree. But then you look at like if if he's can't miss, Patrick Mahomes. I I don't know how great his team offensively is, but they're in. If, if that's what if that's well, what you're getting, then you take that guy. I just I think that they give themselves a better opportunity with Harrison. Now I just wanted one more um, answer for from you from both of you, and, and then thank you very much for what you do. I really appreciate it. So if you had to rank. In, in order of one to four, most internationally famous to least internationally famous, and not this weekend, but I mean spread over the year. Who, how would you rank this foursome? Tom Brady, Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, or Giselle? All right, thanks so much, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, Giselle, yeah, thank, thank you. Giselle's a big model. Uh, Kelsey Brady, Giselle, and Taylor Swift. I would go Taylor, Tom, Giselle. Tom's more famous than Giselle, right? Taylor, Tom, Giselle. Uh, internationally, no. Kelsey? In- in- no? Internationally speaking, Taylor, Giselle, Tom, Travis. If we're talking in America. Oh, I guess because she made so much more money than him, we always say. Correct, and she's also one of the most famous models in the history of civilization. So she takes the world. Remember, yeah, you know this part. So did she put Tom Brady on the map? Internationally speaking, yes. Well, obviously in the states, Tom Brady was king, but the world is a lot bigger than just the United States. Yeah, and no one else cares about football. That's true. Now, now again, it's making a push in Europe. We know the games that they're playing over there. Um, Tom Brady was part of that, you know, festive atmosphere. But around the world, Giselle in a landslide over Tom. Yeah, but the NFL in Europe is like uh, me liking. Oh, it's a good comparison. It's like you liking Pat Bev on your team. Nah, it's like me liking Weezer. Yeah. The band. Ooh. It's yeah. like it's like there's a lot of people that like Weezer, but you're not gonna like go out around town and talk about it. You're not gonna be like and then when you find someone else that likes Weezer, you're gonna be like, Oh, you like Weezer? Oh that's kinda best I could do short notice. All right, eight five five two one two four two two seven. I'm Bar Winkler. That's David Shepard. We've got more time to chat, so let's continue to do just that. CBS Sports Radio. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. 
See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.